0: Winers beget whiners. You can't reward behavior like that. Why I never gave in when you asked for sweeties as a child, no matter how much she cried.
1: Well, you were a very. chunky child, darling. A bit of a bloater. <laughs>
2: Jeremy Greer. I'm Chris Mosier. And this is Monster of the Week, the creepy but necessary podcast where we cover every single episode of the TV show Supernatural. And we're back. Season 10 is back, Chris. They had to give Season us, they had to give us bad. the bad. To, they had to give us the goose to give us the gander. Is that how it works? Is that I have no idea, but I agree. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm not going to do that the entire podcast. We're very honky today. We um, yeah. it, it have been for a while. How are you, Chris?
0: I'm doing all right. How are you? Doing
2: good. I'm glad we have this episode of Supernatural. Like, this is, this feels like a return to season 10's form.
0: Yeah. This is what we've been waiting for. Uh, especially, I, I don't know if they, maybe they knew <laughs> the last episode was going to be a stinker because they put that, like, right before a really, really good one.
2: I can, I can maybe see, like, as you are developing a season structure and you're starting to film stuff like maybe you're filming stuff out of order and you're starting to see how things are shaping up you're like mm, let's put this uh bummerito mm-hmm. right before a really good episode so nobody won't think about it um yeah. before we get into to that let's thank all of our friends over at patreon.com slash monster of the week they donate some cash every month to support the show and we love them for it most recently we have alicia so thank you very much alicia if you were interested in supporting the show or Getting Chris and I to talk about a TV show or movie that you want us to talk about, or getting episodes early, or getting access to our Discord, patreon.com slash monster of the week. Chris, please summarize in your distinct style what season 10 okay. has been. What I, wrote is- a,
0: I wrote a weird one this time. Uh-oh. <laughs> I, asked, I asked a lot of questions in this one. Um, so last time was Supernatural, um, how have Sam and Dean not gone to jail yet? um like after everything that they've done is this how, a, how are they is not this just a question in or is this the narration i don't know I don't, we this is this is i mean i'm just kind of going off the cuff but this is the narration oh i okay. just knocked off my own headphones um <laughs> i got so mad about this fact okay because like we just left all that behind in season three right um dean got arrested in episode one then the boys got pretend arrested in season two and then they were fbi's most wanted until season three and then again in season seven when they were plastered all over news for mass shootings Um. And when you think about how much people fetishize people like Ted Bundy because he like, had a nice smile or whatever, how, how are Sam and Dean, how are Jan- J- Jared and Jensen's mugs not plastered all over the world still? How are they not like Netflix specials about these hunks mm-hmm. um, because, or, or, or true crime podcasts about these hunks? It doesn't make any sense um and i went totally off script there but that's the general idea are you this. proposing i just don't understand are you proposing how,
2: how any of this works the netflix exclusive honk hunter
0: yeah you think like people fetishize true crime so 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 much like i was always interested in true crime and now i realize how kind of fucked up it is now that it's the most popular thing on the face of the world i did the um, same thing I'm like oh man so don't feel bad this is this <laughs> is messed up this is super dirty and, and messed up and uh if if people who looked as handsome as jared and jensen were put on the news. Like they would be worshipped by by weirdos across the world. People would be fascinated by them. Um, I thought of all this because we see them in, uh, or we see the cold open in a in a jail, um, and then immediately after Sam was talking about true crime, and I was like, no fucking way, <laughs> no way.
2: The fact that uh, Sam is, a, we're going to get into this, but uh, like Sam being into true crime is the weirdest fucking thing ever to me. Like I, I get it to a little bit, but like I just don't think that Sam would have that kind of obsession with it because a lot of he's dealt with a lot of like blood and violence in his own personal life and I wouldn't expect somebody to it does that on a regular basis be like let me listen to a podcast about a guy that didn't get caught like murder 86 like i just don't think that, yeah like, unless he's really looking weird. for jobs like i feel like dean would use like dean would listen to cyril and go like i'm gonna go find the guy we're gonna get this man right. out of prison i'm gonna right. go find if the guy that ghost was that did their the thing, thing of like we yeah. listen
0: out for these ones because at, at, we want to find out when men become monsters and then we want to go hunt those monsters right like mm-hmm. but that's not it's not, it's not what, what happens it's here, not right? what we're going on
2: um do you have a, a thing that you're gonna read or do you want me to
0: That was my thing that that I just sort of, I I just went off book with it because I was just, I was so, so I'm in a dark place right now, I think. Is everything okay, Chris? (laughs) Yeah, I'm fine.
2: Um. So we are covering season 10, episode 14, The Executioner Song. This was written by Robert Barons and directed by Phil Segrisha. This aired on February 17th, 2015. The Return of Kane. Dean, Sam, and Castiel deal with Kane's return. Crowley and Rowena continue to grow closer, but when Crowley bails on plans with his mother to help the Winchester, Rowena lets it, <laughs> Rowena lets him have it. Crowley skips out on Mother's Day. <laughs> Crowley f- f- forgets to uh, buy his mom a present on Christmas, uh, and she lets him have it. Uh, this is a really good episode. This is like strong, I think, in the pantheon of supernatural. Like this has got some some of the best Dean shit we've ever seen. Definitely. Sam is kind of there. Um, <laughs> I am still not like greatly impressed with this Crowley Rowena stuff. Like uh, it's just. I I I I know, and look, I know in the past that I've, I've, number one, that I've said that Rowena has a Scottish accent when she really has a like a Welsh accent, and I (laughs) and I apologize ahead of that, right? I'm so sorry. She's Uh, definitely from Philly, and that's a natural accent. We should not say anything bad about it. Um, Yeah, and I know, like I know she's a fan favorite. I find her just over the top bullshit just to be that a lot of the time. Um,
0: Yeah, um, I don't. I don't understand why we're supposed to believe that Crowley would believe any of her act, Um, because I think it's just, it's so on the nose that we like, she's so obviously manipulating him. And I get it's supposed to be his mother, and it's supposed to, you know, he's a little bit more human, we've talked about this stuff before. And I don't have anything against her really as a character, it's just like, it's so overt that I don't know if they're just, they want the audience to know. Or if we're supposed to believe that that Crowley is this easily manip- manipulated, or maybe he has something up his sleeve, um, I like the kind of the, the idea of the Grand Coven stuff that's that's bubbling, and I like her as a vessel to that. Yes, um, mm-hmm. but I just don't really. I don't know. I, I'm not buying into this element of the season.
2: I um, I, I feel like they're the writers are working from. Uh, like they're working from the ending backwards almost with this. Like, I feel like we're supposed to think, Oh, well, Castiel Crowley is still in that weird, like hybrid phase of where with his humanity. He still really misses Dean. And that's the reason he keeps like jumping whenever Dean Uh calls. And he's, you know, he's, he's doesn't care about his job anymore. And then like, that's all going to end up being like a, an eventual betrayal, which is what we get at the end of this episode. Uh, I, and I I guess all of that is there. I just, man, like, Rowena's shtick is just shtick, and I, I Mm kind of, I kind of, I'm kind of not digging it so far. And and it's not the actress; like I think they've just got her doing this. Oh,
1: well, let me tell you,
2: like it's just okay. Like fucking dial it down, Godiva. Like I'm I'm just chill at the fuck. I don't know who Lady Godiva is. Please, (laughs) Lady (laughs) Godiva stands. Please do not at me on Twitter. (laughs) Uh. But um. All, all of that to say is, I, I like this episode. I even like the stuff we do with Crowley. Uh, I am just still not sold on Rowena as, as a character yet.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um So we start this uh, episode. I thought this was going to be a little bit more um, important, and it is, obviously, but like the names and stuff here, it doesn't really matter. We start off in a prison. Uh, it's a it's death row, really, and it's lights out time and um we basically we focus in on this this one real sicko um who after lights out he gets a visitor in his cell
2: yeah uh and this all of this is filmed very well, by the way. Like, I think that's yes. the, this is yes. one of the better cold opens we've had in a long for time. For sure. Um,
0: I was even though I'm not like we're not talking about the details here. I was very interested. I wrote down everything like, oh, the guard has yeah. a wife named Amanda. Amanda and yeah, for some reason the, the killer thing. knows it like all this stuff. It doesn't matter. But it, it just it, it really filled in the scene in a, in a short span of time in a way that was really good.
2: It's and it's it's really like it's just like when uh the when Cain Kane, because Cain's going to show up here like when he's walking down the hall and the lights are shutting off with him because he has like demonic power or he's just a showboat like he's maybe he's just got a little theater in him. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. It's it's really I think, it, I think it's the latter. It's definitely the latter. He's just a little theatrical guy. I mean, you would be too if you were the fir- the firstborn of uh, Adam and Eve, absolutely. right? Yeah. Um, absolutely. But he is he, he he stops outside the door of Tommy. Um, who is a killer in death row as you mentioned and then the lights go out and when they come back on the dude is gone the security guys this the the prison screws they are watching this on the security camera and the one dude when Kane disappears he looks at his other guy and just shrugs like yep happens all the time
0: we're good Guess it was just a big old shadow
2: weird <laughs> that was odd man I yeah. should have ate all those mushrooms before I came to job came to work on death row <laughs> this was a bad plan uh-huh um and and yeah I just thought- I thought that was really funny, but everything else is is really good. everything else is really
0: cool um so Kane goes inside um this is the first time that we've seen him since season nine right um he he's looking fresh with this with this long lush hair. the beard is in action like he is he's working it
2: he is absolutely, and I love this dude i yeah. i when I've realized uh I liked him when I first watched the series. I uh when I realized that he was the cat from Deadwood where he plays like the city boy come to find some gold and is taken by the locals or whatever. I was worried that I would have that impression with him, but he completely Mm -hmm. erases that as he is Kane. So the actor, um, Timothy, he he just fucking nails it. He's, he's got like such a presence and he's kind of scary. uh, And at the same time, like it's just definitely, he's just over the top and he's really selling this or giving him great lines. You know, he's talking about Tommy about, uh, Oh, you know, you're in prison for six, but my count is nine. Uh, Did I come to punish you or save you? and That kind of thing. Like All of the dialogue that he gets is super terrifying and
0: great. Yeah, and um, they do a really, really good job of making him terrifying throughout the episode, making him seem powerful in a way that Supernatural often isn't able to accomplish. I feel like they have a bad habit of deflating everybody, Sam and Dean included. They deflate their characters to fit the plot, but they do a really great job of like, lucifer levels of pumping this dude up throughout the episode yeah where he seems so terrifying and like seems like he can do anything which makes the confrontation at the end of the episode all that much more meaningful um but to what you said about seeing this actor before i knew him on psych where he plays like this like squeaky clean like oh you stupid annoying kids like he's like he's just that kind of like stickler cop and um all of that is so erased completely in this he's he's really great as kane
2: um kane stabs tommy in the stomach uh with the with the big old knife doesn't look like a super like special knife like that doesn't have any no, it's just a it's not, there, there's there's no hunter stuff in it like he just bought this at no. academy the other day and now he's mm-hmm. using it to stab serial killers um and then more importantly they disappear and yes. uh we get our splash screen and then we show up to our main ep uh which i have in my notes is is. Plowski Unit, West Livingston, Texas, which has to be a typo, a classic Jeremy typo, because I don't think that yeah, there's a Ploutski anywhere in the world. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ.
0: Um, who knows? Um, don't add any Plowski, Plowski stands. <laughs> yeah. This is where we find out that um, Sam is a big fat pervert who um, likes true crime stats. Not even just like watching like true crime documentaries or anything to like be like creeped out or informed, whatever. He just likes the stats because he's a pervert. Well, I mean, we saw this with Brick Holmes.
2: Like, not to not to yes. not to not invoke to, the name right. Brick Holmes with you know, right. pour one out, R.I.P. But R. I. P. he was he was obsessed with football because of the numbers, because of the stats, all of the dorky stuff. Like he he didn't he didn't like the excitement of the game. He wanted to know how many RBIs the football player had. Um, and that's the same thing here. Like, D- Dean is. <laughs> what a loser. <laughs> what a total fucking loser. This
0: is what happens when you're unconscious for 95% of your life.
2: <laughs> this is what happens when you go to Smanford and you spend the rest of your time uh, with a concussion. This is. Um, he's the only person with a concussion worse than an NFL player at this point. That's right. That's right. Um,. But it, like Dean is like questioning him, is like Dahmer, and, and Sam's just whipping it out like seven victims. And Dean's like, "How do you know that?" And he's like, I, "True crime, man, it's cool." And Dean's like, "No, it's not. That's fucked up. Let's go do this case."
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, again, as a as a past fan of uh, that genre of of uh, just entertainment, I guess. I feel dirty, and I'm now on Dean's team, and I think it's bad.
2: Yeah, and and look, if you if you're into true crime, like I mean, you listen to podcasts, so there's a good fucking chance that you were listening to true crime <laughs> podcasts. That's like the number one podcast category in the fucking nation right now.
0: Yeah, I've listened to them all. Yeah, so I'm not I'm, I'm not looking down my nose. I just now I feel dirty.
2: I have listened to like maybe one of them, maybe two. Like I'm, <laughs> I w- I was never really that into it, and like it's fine. Like I I get I get everything about it, and it's not like. I feel like it's maybe a little exploitative of victims for sometimes, but if you're having a good That's time, it feels, I mean, yeah. like I buy video games that are made by people who are probably not getting paid enough to eat. So, like, sure, we all fuck up. Capitalism <laughs> is shitty. We all have to be a part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're back. I cut out my ten minute rant on capitalism, so you guys don't have to listen <laughs> to that. Sorry, Chris. Um, That's okay.
0: It happens. You want to pick
2: us back up where we left off?
0: <laughs> yeah. So they head inside this prison to talk to the warden who is like pissed off because he's like, yeah, uh, a fucking prisoner is gone. This is like real big shit. And I'm in real big trouble for letting this happen because they just have no understanding of, of what could have happened. Um, Dean looks at the camera, has them zoom in, like do the enhance, enhance, enhance until they've zoomed in on Kane's dark silhouette on the camera. And, Dean knows, despite the fact that he's never seen Kane with this sick flow before, (laughs) um, he still knows because the mark is, like, vibrating.
2: He he knows the nose. That's what this is. He knows that nose. He knows that that nose. I love the fact that Dean identifies this dude via profile. It is the best part of the episode, maybe, because it's so fucking hilarious to me. It's really funny. There's really um, no
0: reason For him to like Be able to spot that So no. easily but. And
2: the only reason The viewer knows it, it, it Can do it Is because they literally Just saw who it was Like your brain Just fills yeah. that in Like there's no No one alive Who has seen this episode who Was like who's that <laughs> Like yeah. <'cause> you do- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Dean identifying This dude via profile Just tells me Everything I need to know About his um, Habits of browsing Men's profiles online That's all I'm gonna say Absolutely
0: Absolutely Um, So cut over to Cassiel who, who? um, Much like everybody else Who is this? Is I didn't recognize This Cass- character Wait, this he? is uh, this, this is Castiel um, torturing a demon for info on um, on Cain, and and this is this is kind of like new territory for Cast. He hasn't been um, he hasn't been the one to really reach out and torture people. I guess I mean he's been kind of off the handle since season six, so I don't know what I'm talking about.
2: We've we've not seen him do this solo. I think like right the the I think idea that's I, maybe yeah yeah the idea that Castiel tracked down a demon. Captured him, tied him to this chair, and is now slicing him open with an angel blade for information on Cain. Is is kind of out there, and even worse, like mm-hmm. once he gets the information, Cast just kills him. Like they don't. Like I, I'm pretty sure Castiel has just ejected demons from bodies before using angel uh-huh. angel power, but no, he just stabs that dude in the chest. And- this
0: was a um something probably my biggest negative of the episode. Um, we talked about like the Crowley Rowena stuff a little bit already, um, but this scene right here where they just throw out i don't know heroics i guess they they throw out what makes our heroes good is, is saving people um the boys do this all the time but seeing castiel do this for the first time it just kind of stuck out where he asks this guy for information the guy says we don't really know anything about kane other than the fact that he keeps passing through this one area he keeps returning to the same spot we don't know what he's doing we're staying away from him that's it uh that's all i know castiel Says like, okay, you sure that's all you know? And then pauses as if he's going to let this demon live. And um, I thought, see, look, this is Castiel doing what the Winchesters are supposed to be written to do, but they, the writers, forgot. Um, there, he's going to exorcise this demon, yeah. but no, he doesn't. He just stabs him through the chest and kills the vessel along with the demon. Which um,
2: seems at odd with all of the stuff that we had with Hannah early in the season and mm-hmm. with his reconnection with, um... oh lord. <laughs> What was her name? Claire. Claire. Thank you, Jesus Christ. Claire. Dutron. I just
0: want to know what the what the reason is? What what is? Where is the plot reason for yeah. them just killing them? Now? I understand they want to kill demons. They don't want to like let them just come right back. But from what I understand from the early seasons, is if they sent somebody back, it wasn't so easy for them to just pop right back up on Earth. I don't know. Things have changed. I don't know the how how the semantics of hell anymore. But it was weird to see that happen. But I guess at the same time, it's supposed to show us another side of Castiel who is really digging his heels in, who is really fighting to save Dean to get rid of this mark. Um, He's willing to do anything, but it just didn't seem like this was something that was necessary. Do a little Latin spell, put a hand on the forehead, whatever you got to do. We got to stop killing vessels. Yeah. It's it's mass murder. Uh, (laughs) I want to talk about body counts and stats. You you want to talk about a true crime podcast. Yeah. Yeah. They've killed more humans. <laughs> Without a doubt, they've killed more humans on Supernatural than they've, they've killed monsters. That's a fact. Can we make um, a
2: fictional true crime podcast that's just me and you trying to get to the bottom of the, all of these mass murders in America? Yeah. Of people just showing <laughs> up, acting super strange for a couple of weeks, and then showing up with angel blade holes in th- throughout their body, and then like weird yeah. burns from holy water? Um I, I i i'm 100 with you i don't I, I do not like this also like they've given them like an angel blade that kills everything which is fine like you could literally just give them another thing that doesn't kill people when they get rid of demons like oh yeah i i now have a um a shotgun a holy shotgun and when i shoot people with it it kills demons that are inside them
0: yeah even castiel have him suck the smoke out and then like blast it away he's he's got powers he yeah can do whatever like, he wants
2: it, literally like have him snap Right, like make him do a Thanos yeah. snap or some shit. I don't care what it is. It's just really galling to see Castiel, who just went through a whole arc about humanity and how precious it is, and like lost a good friend that way or something. Like it, it, it doesn't make any sense for him to to like do this kind of thing. I know we're camping out on this for way longer than the right. scene is, but it just it really it, this and the Rowena stuff really bothered me in this episode. Yeah,
0: definitely, but otherwise oh, it's, and- it's a fantastic episode. So we got to get this stuff out of the way. And
2: speaking of Rowena, <laughs> here we go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we go over to. who is uh on the throne playing video games on his phone while somebody asked for equal credit apparently he was working the crossroad circuit with another Mm -hmm. demon and uh his stats don't reflect all of those soul reclamations he uses like a fancy business word for this that i Mm -hmm. didn't really get into um but he wants he wants credit for he he wants credit for what he did equal pay for equal equal credit for equal work i think he pulls out which is kind of a weird thing to pull out in the middle of a supernatural episode about possessing human souls
0: yeah uh, and, just get, you know, just gonna throw it out there. And so uh,
2: Crowley's like, "Yeah, sure, whatever. You can have your credit." And then Rowena pipes up, and the way she does this is. So hammy, and I, I, I don't really like it. She's like, oh, <clears throat>
1: yeah.
2: oh, no, I don't have an opinion. But if you asked me, I certainly would say I wouldn't give it to him. I would cut the whiny baby in half and nail him to the door. And I'm like, okay. I just don't
0: know why she's being like mush- mustache twirly like villain. Yeah, like, and I know she's doing it on purpose, but still like. And, you know, she is saying like, hey, um, I think this is going to probably lead to a turn for Crowley. Because she's saying people don't respect you because of the way that you act. Um, yes, you have the power, but you don't have the respect. People are just, they're asking you for shit. You're, you're listening to them complain about whatever. Like, it, hell doesn't feel like hell. Um, and I think that Crowley really wants to feel like part of something. I don't think he's good. I don't think he genuinely cares for Dean or any of them. But I think he likes feeling like he plays an important role in something. Again, especially after being humanized. So when the betrayal from Dean comes at the end this all of this the stuff that ruina has put in his head all this hammy over the top stuff that she's put in his head i think is really going to drive him towards evil and i don't know i don't know where crowley ends up so who knows
2: yeah i can definitely see that and it's and i guess that's it i just man like the execution is is (laughs) i know it's not supposed to be about the destination It's supposed to be about the journey but like let's hurry this to fuck up (laughs) I'm in the bad part of America. Um, I want to get on the road. Right. Um, but she, she um, doesn't she also uh, make Crowley,
0: fu- Crowley agrees with Rowena and they, uh, they kill this guy. <laughs> yeah.
2: Doesn't she also make fun of Crowley for being a fat baby too? Which I think is like more on her than him
0: yeah i don't know something like that we go back um, over
2: to dean and sam dean is getting lunch from a food truck is this our first appearance of a food truck in supernatural probably No, they've
0: definitely have had to have okay. had few food trucks before
2: um sam has been doing some research on tommy he found out that tommy had a dad who has been missing for about a week um and then castiel calls uh he says he's in illinois and he's found a um basically a graveyard so Cain is murdering people and then teleporting them to this one place where he is very securely burying them in mounds of dirt. <laughs> so,
0: I- this um this set is really cool. It's very ridiculous. Um, but there is something very I, I feel like biblical about like this like yeah. intentional field of graves. Um, because they, they they do all these really great wide shots with these really tall skeletal trees and you know the overcast sky and just Castiel standing there in this field of uh you know like lumps from all these these shallow graves it was it was re- it's really striking and then we get the sense and Castiel gets the sense that he's being watched by somebody and then Kane sort of like slowly walks out of the woods into the field where Castiel is and um the the sound design in this scene is so impressive because it feels like there's this almost like intense vibrating like behind everything this like the high pitched I don't know high pitched is probably the wrong word it's it's hard to like describe it while not listening to it Um, But they do a lot of really intense stuff that makes the air feel heavy around them and makes it seem like Kane brought something with him and that's his power.
2: Yeah, every time time Kane is on the screen, it feels like they are doing something subtle with the sound or the music or whatever to like kind of terrify you um and, and like it could just be like oh i'm gonna make the low bass vibrate noise and it's gonna kind of be spooky and that but that, really that's all i need <laughs> like that just makes him feel like extraordinarily powerful uh kane says that he is cleaning up his mess now that he has uh got a taste of killing back so uh listeners might remember uh when kane gave dean the mark of kane uh which was last season Dean left and Cain had to defend himself against a bunch of demons, which he did and killed all of them uh, and presumably their vessels. And so since then, apparently he's got the taste back and now he's going to feed the Mark. I think is how he calls it. um, All of his descendants because he is birthed out. um, Since he's a fucking descendant of most of humanity, most of humanity Mm -hmm. are his descendants. So he's like, Oh, well most of them are going to be murderers. So I'm going
0: to kill all of them, which is yeah, like basically, he says he's gonna kill like one in ten people. Yeah, that's a lot of people. It is a whole lot of people. Um. um so yeah, he's uh, yeah, he's everywhere. So Cass draws out his angel blade. Um. After Cain reveals to him, there's no cure for the mark. Like there's no way of getting that off. Um. And then yeah, when Cassiel draws draws his blade, um. All Kane says is, sorry, Cass, you're not on my list.
2: And then disappears. Yeah.
0: And this this scene was just so intense. Because you can tell even when when Castiel draws his blade, he he doesn't feel like he's going to win this fight. He just feels like morally this is what he has to do. He has to face off against this great evil um, because he's going to continue killing people. Like when Castiel drawing his weapon, it seems like a hopeless gesture. Like, well, looks like it's time for me to go down swinging.
2: Yeah. And I, I like this, like, casual dismissal, right? Like, this is, like, I don't even have time to fuck with you because you are a fly to, to what I am. Um, which is huge because Castiel is not a fly by any stretch of the imagination. Um, also, Cain uh, has a line here. Do you remember when you ruined the word worrying for me? <laughs> Wait, uh-huh. kate says that um like he refers to his children and he's then he says my whole poisoned issue <laughs> and i just <laughs> i <I'm> just <laughs> i just don't want to ever hear the word issue used this way again uh-huh. and i had uh-huh. to i had to ruin it for you two while we were
0: here so thank you, you're welcome for all of that yes yes um so next we go to rowena she's asking crowley for help with the grand coven um and this is where he he says what we've been saying, I guess, like, yeah, of course, of course, you're, you're like, you're manipulating me. And she just fully owns up to it. She's like, yes, that's exactly what I'm doing, Crowley. Like, I've been manipulating you to get your power so that we can go take care of the Grand Coven and like, you can help me out.
2: Yeah, that this is really good. Like, I like the I like just the straight up. Like, of course I am. You're the king of hell. I'm your mother. I'm a witch. Like, mm-hmm. of course you should expect the, expect this from everybody. Is like the kind of hidden insult in all of this, right? Like, why aren't you th- expecting everybody to meet and you for everything? Right. Um, and so basically, Rowena wants him to help her kill a. Is it just the one witch, or is it a coven of witches? Is it the whole coven? I know. I think this one, one witch, in particular.
0: Right? Yeah. or Maybe he was nearby or something. I don't. I don't remember the specifics of it. But um. Is, she, is this with the scene where she's, like, working on a spell or something like that? Like That's like later. Yeah, that'll be later. Yeah, okay. Um. Um, so we cut to um, Sam, and he's fi- he just found a record of Tommy, the serial killer. Um, Tommy's 12-year-old son. Um, so they know that, that because he's going after, like, lineages, that Kane will be going after this kid next, even though he's just, he's just a kid. Um, so Dean obviously wants to go, and involve himself in this they all want to get involved stop the kid from from being killed obviously
2: well and it's and it's a way to get ahead of uh kane and maybe try to meet him there because dean has already kind of figured this out uh dean's already like oh yeah i am uh i i I have to be the one to kill him and he tells sam that like sam is not really into this plan at all but sam but dean says look when i when he gave me the mark he told me one day i would have to i would have to get the blade and i would come looking for him this has yeah. to happen. And Sam's like, you realize you're talking to Kane, right? Like, he's the original mm-hmm. Judas. Like, he's, the, he's Judas 0.2. What are you doing? Mm-hmm. And, um, um, but Dean t- thinks he has to do it. So.
0: Castiel agrees with him. But obviously, Sam, uh, brain damaged Sam is like, no. Because win or lose, you're not coming back from this fight. Um, but Dean knows what he has to do. And he calls Crowley for the first blade. Um, he, he tells Crowley, which we find out later was a, a blatant lie. Um, he tells Crowley that he, Crowley, is on Kane's kill list. So it's yes. in his best interest to hand over the blade. And um, meanwhile, uh, during the scene, Rowena keeps going on about the witch that she wants to kill from the Grand Coven. Uh, and I think this is where she's preparing the spell, maybe. I don't know. She's talking about it, and we overhear it, and Crowley overhears it. Um, yeah, she wants Crowley to takes use out-
2: illusion illusion magic and like a team yes. of demons to get in there and trick this trick the witch to, to so they can <laughs> get close.
0: Um, and Crowley gets out the blade where he has it stashed in just a flap of leather. Um, and then Rowena starts getting into Crowley's head about how you need to stop consorting with hunters or the Winchesters because you know, like word gets around, it's damaging your reputation, uh, but telling Crowley he can't do something isn't something that really works. <laughs>
2: exactly yeah um so at this point uh i've lost my place in my notes
0: i just did too hold on the guy okay so um the uh the guys Sandy and castiel they Mm -hmm. head to the location near where the kid is he's in like a barn um where they have this giant industrial barn on, on this person's property apparently. Cause like, Oh yeah, he's upstairs playing basketball. I was like, what? Yeah. None of, <laughs> upstairs. And, and, and honestly, um,
2: like I'm looking through my notes right now and yeah, I, I use the word skulk so many times because that's what these guys are skulk, doing around dude, this. House. They skulk
0: they're, hard. They're dude. skulking around um, this 12 year old. Major house skulking. dude,
1: For sure. Huge um, huge
2: skulk. Uh, they, but they, they have gathered around the kids playing basketball. Castiel, I think did some, um, did some, re- some recon um and dean kind of has he did, this he
0: did some skulking
2: he skulked he did some skulk kind yeah <laughs> uh and, and dean kind of has this moment with sam where he's like you know i'm i i didn't realize when i told you that i was going to go down swinging i didn't realize that it was going to have to be this soon and mm-hmm. then like there's this pause and he says i'm scared sam and I thought this was really interesting because he doesn't use Sammy, which is what he goes to normally for these mm-hmm. kind of conversations. He says, I'm scared, Sam. And number two, like he's expressing an emotion that he feels in an honest and direct way. Like both of these are very surprising to me.
0: Yeah, um, I liked this scene. I didn't even pick up on the Sammy thing. That's interesting. Um, but yeah, this is this is Dean presumably being um, just being really upfront. And I, I believe him. I think we all believe that when Dean said he was going to go down swinging, he meant it. But to have him kind of come up front to, to step past that bravado a little bit and say, like yeah, I, I am prepared for this, or I, I was prepared for this, but I wasn't expecting it to come so soon. It's such a, uh, a human moment amidst everything else that is about to happen. I expected them to really lean into Dean losing it, to Dean coming as close to that demon side of himself again as we could get while retaining his humanity. But they they actually do a good job of leaning into the human side of Dean, which I think makes all of this a lot more effective. Although, you know, they've they've done some misfires in that regard, especially just over the last couple episodes. Some of it was good, some of it was bad. Um, But it always seemed like there was this thing right waiting to burst out. And even throughout this whole episode, it doesn't feel like that ever bursts out, which... Sam is going to call out the very, very last line of this episode. But yep. um, mm-hmm. yeah, here I just, you know, J- Jensen's doing great work and I'm, I'm really feeling for Dean at this point. Yeah. And Sam is in the shot. Woo! Sam's there. They, they have him in the I frame, swear. which is ridiculous, not Woo. only because he's so tall, but usually he's just not, he's just not even on set See, anymore.
2: I'm surprised. He must have been coming back from getting a burger from somebody.
0: They have him on a green screen, I think, somewhere else. <laughs> yeah.
2: So uh, the kid walks out of the upstairs basketball court to find mm-hmm. Kane uh, waiting on him. Um, very quickly, Castiel shows up because um, Cain tells the little boy, I'm here to kill you. So the kid's freaked out. Uh, Sam grabs the kid again on frame. Good good, good job, Sam. Um, pulls the kid into back into the barn while Castiel tries to stop him. Um, he does this little like, I'm going to blow you away with my angel power thing. But it only ruffles that fabulous, fabulous hair that Cain is rocking uh-huh. right now. Uh-huh. And then Cain um, just throws him to the side into a wall with his like telekinesis abilities. And then... Uh we cut over to Sam, who is locking themselves into locking excuse me locking him and the kid in in the barn uh and then there 's some like banging on the door, and then of course, Kane just teleports in. Uh, yeah. and Who was
0: knocking on the door? Did Kane have to knock? Yeah,
2: do you think Kane was like knocking and like knocking? three times? He was just times?
0: trying to bang the door down? Like, <laughs> yeah. why would you even
2: bother? He's like, oh, yeah, I forgot I'm a teleporter. This happens in the oh, X Men. Open this goddamn Oh, wait, yeah, wait, hold
0: on.
2: The, the X Men always forget that they have their powers at any given time in a lot of X Men media. Like, <laughs> so many problems would be solved if Jean Gay remembered that she could just hold stuff in the air with her mind. But no, nope, she always forgets and it just bonks her on the head and then she's a different clone. Um, But uh, Kane remembers, so he teleports in. Uh, and then he stabs this kid, and the boy goes up in purple smoke. And out walks Crowley, and can correctly identifies this as 18th century uh, witchcraft, and identifies like the spell or whatever. And there's a moment of like almost camaraderie between these two, which I kind of dig. Like, yeah, 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 like, yeah, like same
0: dog, same dog. Um, so yeah, the, uh, the kid is safe. Nobody cares. Uh, <laughs> game recognized. game says Kane of, yeah. <laughs> of Kane um, and Abel. They also have like a big symbol that they've drawn on the basketball court, um, that they've now covered <laughs> with hay. And, um, they had so much uh, Kane, time to
2: skulk around this place. They really took advantage of it.
0: They really took advantage. Uh, Kane says that this isn't going to hold him for long. Um, and Sam says they won't need to. Um, and now this is where they have their little, little, little like powwow downstairs i guess which is being upstairs in a a barn it looks like i mean you could you could land a plane in here it's that big yeah it's uh, huge the whole setup is weird and we've definitely seen this set before so i was just surprised to find out that it was on the second floor
2: Oh, yeah. And like the like later, like some of the shots in this, like because they do like a wide shot and you realize like the door and the wall to the barn that all of the boys are standing outside of that Kane is now trapped inside of is like doesn't even go up to the roof. And there's like a section at the back on the second floor of this bar that's just like a storage room or something. It's really fucking weird. They always Um, do this kind of thing. Castiel comes limping up, he's hurting kind of bad. Um and yeah, he got like thrown into a fence at his own buttons. He's
0: got splinters all over
2: the place. <laughs> and Dean basically says, like, nobody could come in there with me. Um I would be too worried about what he would do to you if you were in there. And frankly, I'd be too worried about what I would do to you if I if I win. So he's definitely thinking like and then he follows that up with plus I need the 3 of you out here to take out whatever comes out of there. Um and Crowley just immediately says like my pleasure no problem I'll do that immediately. Yeah. Uh,
0: yeah, I'll absolutely fucking kill you Dean, I don't care.
2: Dean obviously thinking if 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 he's if he loses this he's going to die. If he wins this he's going to become a changed person he's going to be a probably go back to being a demon maybe or come back to some crazed killer kind of mentality where he can't control himself anymore um so it does not does not look like there's any any good side to this fight whatsoever
0: no uh it's a lose-lose situation but um they're hoping at least (laughs) that they'll take down kane in the process you know i expected a a hug or something like a little bit more of a goodbye guys because dean kind of knows what he's walking into but there really isn't any of that it's just like okay go time to go time to go face my fate essentially
2: yes and uh he asks crowley for the blade crowley says you know what guarantee do i have that you know i can get it back and he's like well if i don't hand it over you guys have way bigger problems so yeah he grabs the blade and like you could almost tell it instantly changes him uh, but he Yeah, he, Jensen's
0: face like changes. He looks like crazy a different person. He looks super good. icy and like just cold. Like it's there's this a like, gleam in his eyes. I don't know how he did it, but he literally looks like a different person.
2: It's like Jensen's acting skills are so fucking outstanding in this show. Like, I can't, I just can't get over, like, from year to year, episode to episode, he just, like, comedic bits, really strong emotional work, like, just straight up, like, face changing bullshit. Like, I don't know how he gets it done. So good. Um, I think
0: it's like he goes from this sort of worried, aggravated, kind of stressed out look where, you know, the furrowed brow, which is like you don't really notice because Dean's always kind of like a furrowed guy, um, to this, this look of serenity. Um, with, like, the narrowed eyes and, like, just the smallest little smile on his lips. Like, it's nothing, like, overly sinister, but it, it just, it completely transforms his face.
2: So, he slowly walks. He he looks at everybody and says, I'm good. Uh, which is a classic, like, Dean line when he's absolutely not good. That's how, yeah. De- that's how you know Dean is having problems when he tells you how great he is. Um, and then he slowly walks into the barn to meet up with Kane. Um, and this interaction is going to be like the majority of the rest of the episode and it could be so bad to have these two characters just yelling like lines at each other and and like throwing punches or what have you but it works so fucking well and i think it's just because of these two guys being extraordinary actors um i mean there's there's strength in the writing of course because the lines aren't like totally dumb but it's like the weight and emotion that um timothy and jensen give these characters is just like something i would not expect from a season 10 episode fucking 14 of a tv yeah. show like that's fucking crazy it's,
0: this is this is good stuff and and even like you're saying that the writing is obviously good but in a way that's almost like what you'd expect of like oh you're holding back dean aren't you like give into it like there's still like some of that like i bet you're gonna try to talk me out of this um but the the actors subvert some of that and really put something like greater into it um there's no the reason that they, there's
2: no reason this couldn't have come off it's just like an anime fight and like the world's worst anime right like it, it could right, be that right. bad but it's it's 100% not
0: and it feels like we've been waiting for this for like two seasons even though technically we really haven't like we've the mark has been an issue for a while but they're And I know that Dean's saying, like, oh, Kane said I'd be the one who have to kill. Like, but I, that was never really in my head. I was never really thinking, even though I've seen this episode and I knew this was coming, the episodes never felt like Kane was the threat. It felt like the mark was the threat. And now that we have these two in the same room, it's suddenly like, yes, this is what we've been building up to. This is the face off because it isn't just about Dean fighting Kane. It's about Dean fighting himself and everything that he's become and everything that he's done in the last 10 years manifested in one. Not even necessarily great evil, but great force, this great power, this great dark power that he has to defeat um, because he's the one who has wielded it for so long.
2: Absolutely. And like the way that they go through this conversation of Dean kind of establishing right at the beginning, like, you know, you want to do this, you want to kill these murderers. But that kid, you know, all he had, he has his whole life ahead of him. And, you know, Kane's like, hey, could go either way. Not all of not all murderers are my children and not all of my children are murderers, but there's enough for me to go ahead and wipe the whole line out. And, you know, I don't he just doesn't care. Like he just doesn't have that shred of humanity that Dean has. So Dean feels justified that he has to go to these extraordinary lengths to to stop this enormous threat. And yeah. and he he lies, I think, to Kane when Kane asked about the the blade, when he says it feels like a means to an end. And I, I don't think that that's the case at all. Like you could see that mm-hmm. Dean is just like like just like he's bar- like he's thrumming right, like you could just tell like he just has this mm-hmm. energy and this power inside, mm-hmm. and he's just trying to hold it all back because he's worried about the the consequences of using it.
0: And um, yeah, when he says it's just a means to an end, then that cane that's that there's time to just say okay, then do it. And this is where the knife fight begins. Um, and throughout this, this is where um, Dean is arcane accuses dean of holding back so that he won't succumb to the the blade um but he says there i think he he has a line it's with the blade There is only remission and relapse like you always come back to that thing like you might think that you're holding back but all you're going to do is get yourself killed like you you're always going to come back to that to the blade to the desire to to the, the bloodlust like it doesn't go away no matter how hard you try to fight it
2: and like you know supernatural has always done these like themes of addiction and we we did it with sam with uh with the demon blizzy we we've we've done it with dean with hunting or with like just straight up addiction with alcohol although the show hasn't like shined a direct light on that yet it's just kind of like oh hey by the way he still drinks um and 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 here we are again like specifically calling out like remission and relapse of you know you can live with it um, but, like an alcoholic, you have to tell yourself that you will always be an alcoholic. Like, there is no cure. You will always be an alcoholic and you were in remission. And then, you know, the other side of that is relapse. And you always have to try to avoid taking the drink or killing somebody with an ancient magical blade. I mean, it's right. basically the same thing. Um, basically the same thing. Um, yes. Yeah, it's, so it's powerful stuff. He... Like, it works on those themes. And I think it does a good job treating those.
0: And, and Dean is kind of losing this fight here. And, you know, he's like, hey, Cain, you told me I was, I was going to have to kill you. You said this is how it was going to go down. Um, and this is where Kane I think this is the only kind of conniving thing he's really done throughout any of this. And conniving is the wrong word. But um, he says, he's like, yeah, the second I saw Castiel, I wanted to kill him. But I knew that if I did, that would just, you know, that would create more issues. And I wanted to get you here or wherever. I wanted to get to this meetup to this point of facing you. And exploiting your weakness, your courage, and your bravado, and, and how much you care for Sam and Castiel, um, Kane is exploiting that for one reason and one reason only, and that's he wants the blade back. As much as he has seemed like this reserved, powerful killing machine, he is he, his desire, his lust for that blade is just as strong as Dean's. Like he wants it so bad, he's just better at hiding it.
2: Absolutely, and it's uh, like this. This. It's amazing how well that they have built up Kane in like the two or three episodes we've seen Kane in uh, to be like this kind of villain that I'm scared of him. And at the same time, this angry at him, like to, to have used all of my boys in this fashion to come to just to get the blade back is it's so evil. It's so dark and it shows such a sign of intelligence and straight up cunning Mm -hmm. that I hate this dude. And he's the marks is a mark of one of the better villains that the series has had, like immediately puts him up in like yellow eyes territory for, for For tears of of villains in my mind.
0: For sure. And, um, I love the, just like the one-on-one nature of the, of the fight, you know, um, It's it's just there's so much intensity in it. And because it's just two people, there's no cuts to anybody else. It's not like showing what everybody else is doing downstairs. Um, It's just them going head to head. And um, at a certain point, Dean or rather Kane gets the upper hand. He has the first blade. He is on top of a Dean about to kill him, basically. And he says, I'm doing you a favor because you are living my life in reverse or my life or my descent started with me killing my brother. That's how yours is going to end you first you would go down and you would you know you'd kill crowley that would be okay you probably would be fine with that then you'd kill castiel that one would be a little bit harder that one might hurt a little bit more and then it would come to sam and you would kill your brother and you would destroy yourself in the process um and you know the the brother killing stuff like that is really reminiscent of early themes in in the early seasons you know where dad said i might have to kill you and then with the apocalypse, like the boys having to fight each other, and bringing up that idea again, because as much as they've been through, it's never really felt like they're at that level with, or they feel like they're fated to to die at each other's hands, or like that. That theme is long gone at this point, right? Yeah, we haven't um, dealt
2: with that since I feel like season maybe six, like with the yeah. Sola Sam stuff. Like I feel like we've yeah. been we've been off that terrain for a while now.
0: So even though there isn't anything necessarily like fated with like them clashing or anything, but him just saying you're gonna kill your brother. Like that little just like flick of information, that line really, really brought things back and like, you know, it grounded everything in a way that I don't necessarily think I needed because I was already here for everything that was happening. But it really connected me to to the dire nature of this situation because, um, you know, I'm obviously I, I love those early seasons and, and drawing on those themes really kind of pulls at my heart.
2: Absolutely. And it's, you know, it's the ultimate threat for Dean. Uh, mm-hmm. Dean cares, considers family above just about everything else in his life. And like who that family is, has changed over the years. I think like what family is to Dean has changed over the years, but putting that directly in line and especially like including Castiel and even Crowley in that, like he says, I think yeah. he says, you'll have mixed feelings about that, you know, because for as much as Dean hates the demon King of hell, like he still calls him on the phone for favors. Like, right. Like there's he gotta calls be him a lot. He calls him a lot, right? Like you're calling your ex too much. If it's the same amount yeah. that Dean calls it Crowley, yeah. your ex does not, your ex does not want to hear from you this much, Paul. Um oh, Come on, Paul. But it, it's, it, it's, you know, going all the way up to killing Sam and that being how he loses his humanity. Like, I think that that seals it. And, and Dean, he's on the ground. Uh, Kane is, is above him. He, he holds his hands up in the air with the knife, uh, and he reveals that he has a second knife that we saw earlier in the episode in his belt buckle. Not his belt buckle. That'd be a very dangerous place for a knife, Chris. Definitely. <laughs> do, do not Definitely. put your knives into your belt buckle. Um, attached to his belt, which Dean then grabs, and as Kane stabs down, Dean is able to cut the dude's fucking hand off at the wrist. Yeah.
0: This is some straight-up Star Wars shit. We've never seen this kind of guy. ever uh Supernatural before I'm trying to think of the time so that the boys have ever cut limbs off of anything, and it's just Sam pulling off Gordon's head with barbed wire. But like they, I mean, yeah, they've cut off like vampires' heads and stuff like that. It's always been um, monsters,
2: but, I think. I don't think it was ever like straight. Well, I guess this is a monster too. Like, yeah. You know.
0: Anyway, it, it's still such a visceral, like holy shit moment. Like, it is the effect is like oh whatever, um, it, it's decent enough. Um, I mean, the visual effect, but the like effect as far as the episode goes is like holy shit, and that's the upper hand. Because as much as Cain is like, he's fucking Cain, there is still something mortal about him, right? And and cutting off that hand, it's like he's suddenly, he's laid low. He's grabbing at his stump, just like, okay, that's it. And there's no more fighting from Kane. There's no trying to use magic. There's, I just lost. Dean gets the blade again, and this is it.
2: I love this part when he asks Kane, you know, tell me that you... Tell me that you will stop. Tell me that you can't stop. Tell me that I do not have to do this. Like Dean is still holding on to his humanity as hard as he can, but realizes he has no ability to to like he's not he can't let Cain go. There is no peace with this, and and Cain confirms it. He looks up and says, "I will never stop." And that's when Dean sad
0: music playing.
2: Yeah, yeah. Um, there's some there's like the music in this scene is really good. Like they were doing yeah. some um. Man, I I didn't write down the instrument. God damn it! Uh, but they were. It was like an unusual instrument for the for the supernatural soundtrack. And I was I was like, it, it almost it didn't bring me out of the scene or anything because I was really enjoying it. But I was like, what right. the what fuck is that? This
0: this scene has a really, or this uh, this episode really has 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 a great soundtrack. They yeah. were pulling. I don't know some songs we've heard before, but just some. Just, I don't know. They were really giving it to us on this one.
2: Um, but Kane lowers his head as Dean walks behind him, and then uh, he stabs him. As thunder cracks above him, and Dean just looks like he's about to fucking cry. Chris, it's he like the like he's gonna saddest cry. Yeah, he's fucking thing I've ever seen in my life. He just looks like he's barely holding on to anything right mm-hmm. now, and and like more importantly, like he looks like he's not like about to lose control and go into berserk mode like we've seen him in the past with that with the pedophiles and the the, the, the moneylenders. Uh, he's he, he just looks like he's just he, he can he barely Dean looks like speak. he's about to take his own life.
0: Yes, absolutely. That's, that's the yeah. look on his face: yeah. is good, goodbye, goodbye, world. Like goodbye, everybody. I'm once I do this, Dean Winchester is gone,
2: and he walks downstairs. Um, he's he's bloody and bruised. Uh, Crowley immediately asks for the blade back, uh, and Dean like looks down, his hand is kind of shaking, and, and then he flips it over and grabs it by the blade and holds the handle out to Castiel. Yes. um, and then he, um it, well,
0: first of all great that he is able to even hand it over yeah but then yeah crowley is pissed he says you lied to me this is the betrayal that he you know he's been kind of worried about um
2: i love the then, you lied to me and, and dean's like it wasn't even the first time today homie
0: yeah you're not on you're not on kane's list uh, that's just that's just some bullshit i made up um crowley just disappears he doesn't even he doesn't wait around for shit he's just gone um and then dean kind of like collapses into sam's arms he just like falls forward and, and sam catches him and he just says dean you did it. Um, we cut back to we we leave it off there. Um, we we cut back to Crowley walking through the the halls of hell. Um, there's sad piano music playing here. Uh, Rowena had her had her bags packed, and then Crowley is um, you know he he's very upset about Dean's betrayal. You can tell he doesn't like wanna be, but this is this is where he's at, and now he's going to. Um, He's going to fall, I think, into Rowena's manipulation because she's crying and yelling at him and acting about how, um, oh, I was so worried about you when you when you died, like for real die, like your mortal human death. And then I come back and um, she 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 finds him again, but he's still actually like this little boy. And she's she's calls him the Winchester's bitch, I believe. Um, And then she she ends up leaving her bags, but still storming off. So she's just she's just playing with his head again.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, I do like this whole like as she goes through that monologue of coming back fighting him the pre- king of hell and like I can't describe that because you're not a mother but it was just this overwhelming feeling of pride being so proud of you and then like that moment of like realization where I realize you're a complete numbnut, <laughs> like and, yeah. c- and causing like basically like a bored baby king on the throne that he doesn't even want anymore and then yeah it calls him the Winchester's bitch and then leaves I, I that that as much as I don't as much as I don't find Rowena like great so far I like this is just a really good way to fuck with Crowley I think this is really great Uh, especially coming
0: from your mom for sure for sure she undoes him yes
2: um we go back to the bunker uh Sam is obviously worried about Dean as Dean is just sitting there um he says like what Dean did was absolutely incredible and Dean's like sure but you could tell like he just doesn't he doesn't really know. He doesn't he, he can't again, he looks suicidal. He looks like it's taking all he can do to be a normal person right now.
0: Um, he looks um,
2: shell-shocked. He looks like he has fucking PTSD. Like right? Like he looks like he just like a bomb just blew off and he's the sole survivor.
0: Definitely. Um we don't um you know, Sam's trying to um encourage him, say, hey, you did you did all this without losing yourself. Um Cass has hidden away the blade, so it's like it feels like we're okay. Like Dean looks fucked up, but Everything seems like it's, it's going to be all right. Like, they made it through, and it feels like that's the note that they're going to leave the episode on. Like, obviously, we, the audience, know, hey, you know, Dean's going to have a lot to unpack here. It's going to be really tough. He's still got the mark. Like, things aren't going to be easy for him here, but we did it. We made it through. Dean won. He won that spiritual battle more than that physical battle, right? Mm-hmm. That's how it, it seems like it could go. Um, Dean says, like, hey, I want some sleep. I'm going to go sleep. I'm going to sleep for the rest of my life. Um, and as Dean walks off, Castiel asks Sam, um, you know, hey, how do you, how do you think Dean is doing? And this is where we end the episode because Sam knows. Sam knows what even me, at least in the audience, didn't fully pick up on. Like, I knew Dean was fucked up, but I, I didn't know. You know, I didn't know the way that the character's brother would know. Like, it seems like this is something, at least from my perspective, that only Sam saw. Only Sam saw the, the truth, the, like the real deep truth. And he says, Cass, Dean is in trouble."
2: And this, and this is this is very powerful. I agree with you, by the way, that only like Sam is that Sam has to be the one to identify this because as as close as Castiel has gotten to Dean. Um, like I think that Dean is still able to lie to Castiel in a way that he mm-hmm. that Sam just doesn't have the Sam just has like automatic Dean bullshit detector built in nowadays. Like yeah, after everything yeah. that they've gone through together with all of the angel possessions and Lucifer possessions and <laughs> demon blizzies and like all of the shit that these boys have been through the, through the last decade. He just he just can he can know and he sees his brother and he sees his brother broken and he does not know what that's going to mean for them like he doesn't know if that mark is going to turn him into a berserk killing rage monster or if he's going to m- try to jump off of a bridge somewhere but he knows he's in trouble and he has to ask Castiel for help and i think this is an incredible ending for the episode like to Absolutely especially like we're we're mid-season uh which traditionally have not been great for supernatural like usually like mid- we have a mid-season slump where you know all of your bad episodes go to die and boy is this one not that this one is just so fucking good
0: yeah, I really hope that they're able to give Sam something to do in, in part two of this season. Like, I want Sam to have an active role in driving the plot forward and, and in helping Dean because we, we've joked a lot, but he really he isn't essential to anything. He hasn't mattered in any way, shape or form this season. And I, you know, he's my favorite character, so I don't like saying that, but that's the truth of it. Um, I think Dean's has, has had a really satisfying arc. I've complained a little bit here and there, but like all leading up to this big fight, it it it's such great payoff that i can't help but feel satisfied and obviously we're not done yet we have a we've got a long road ahead of us i just hope that that sam can have a role in what's to come and not just keep taking the back seat and i know of course in future seasons he'll, he'll more than likely do other things i know that the show has shifted to to dean and that's the way it is it's okay um but i want him to to you know hopefully do a little bit more for the rest of the season and make it feel like he's not just in the back seat Um, Obviously, I don't know the circumstances of how this is written or or what even the actors are are going through at the time that this this happens. And um, but I, I still I still want more from the character.
2: Yeah, I do too. Um, we, we make jokes. I know I've been going hard on the, like, Sam gets a pick, gets a shot. Or whatever, no, I mean, but, it's, it's not um, inaccurate. But it's, you know, it's I, I, I like Jared Padalecki a lot. Like, I would probably watch an episode of Walker, Texas Ranger if he was in it. Like, maybe just yeah. one, and then I'd be like, okay, so they've made this show again. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> Seems like a weird pick, Jared. Um, but yeah, like, I'm, I'm with you. Like, I, anytime, anytime that one of the brothers gets the majority of the screen space, which is often Dean, I'd I, kind of have to remind myself like the show is about brothers. Like I want to see mm-hmm, these two mm-hmm. dudes like teaming up. That's what makes this show good as family. Like that's what, I think that's the reason that it resonates so well with so many people. Um And as just like a final comment, like I I know Rowena is a big part of this season. I remember her like she's, and I just I just hope that I, I can learn to appreciate her Bostonian accent for what it is and not constantly <laughs> yeah. be overwhelmed by as it. As a
0: native, you know, as a native Bostonian, I'm a little bit more comfortable with her, um bostonian accent so um hopefully you'll get used to it at some point i know it's like you're watching the departed and it's you know it's or, or, or goodwill hunting but you you will probably adjust to it at some point
2: mom the king of hell <laughs>
0: ah. <laughs> ah, uh, <laughs> yeah this is uh this is a hell of an episode
2: Thank you, everybody, for listening. We appreciate it. Uh, It's As always, thank you to our supporters over at Patreon.com slash Monster of the Week. Again, if you want to get episodes of this podcast early or exclusive episodes of me and Chris covering various other media, you can do so over at Patreon.com slash Monster of the Week. Ratings and reviews help us out a lot. Thank you so much to everybody that's been chatting with us on Twitter and various other social media networks. It's so very nice. I can't just can't describe like i just thank you everybody that's like oh yeah i've been listening to you guys for a while and Mm -hmm. this is so great thank you so much you're all the best thank you um i can be found on twitter at jg greer chris you are
0: I am at local bones.
2: The, tw- the podcast is at MOTWcast. You can find links to all of that and more at monstersweek.cool. If you have any passing interest in Chris and I's increasingly bizarre uh, way of talking about emojis, check out thinking <laughs> face it's on all major podcast outlets. And uh, then also thinkingface.cool. We will be back next week with another supernatural episode where Cole pays a visit to the Winchesters. Ooh. Good night, everybody.
0: Good night. Yo, top of the morning to ya. Like it's Yo, come back. Can you hear me? Yo, now I can. Can you hear me? Yeah. Can, you can't hear anything else? I can, <laughs> I heard, I didn't hear anything before. I just heard you say it just now. Also, I restarted my entire laptop because I didn't understand what the problem was, why my mic wasn't, thinking, oh god, my voice does not sound good right now. Anyway, um, and it's because I didn't turn my, um, what's it called? Converter on. What's this thing called? The thing I plugged my microphone into? <laughs> oh uh, my god, get the honks out of here. Get the honk out of here, mister. That's through, Jesus Christ. Yeah, finally. Did you key these up earlier and now they're all just firing off?
2: No, no, I was trying to, I just didn't have the right input set, so I couldn't, um, (laughs) it's really funny. I didn't have the, uh,
1: I, I, I I was hearing them, but you weren't now you're hearing them and I'm not. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Your, your
2: voice sounds a little rough this morning, my man. Yeah. I don't know. I don't go out drinking and smoking last night. No, I feel
0: like I have been though, but. Ooh. I am, I mean, I got like, I got um like sinus stuff, maybe that's it. I My throat isn't sore, so I don't know what's going on. Maybe it's because I accidentally drank decaf coffee yesterday and now my body's shutting down.
2: <laughs> that could definitely be the case, yeah, 100%. Got
0: my real coffee today, though, we're okay. I'll just, I'll sound different, I'll sound like I'm talking through the gray light, you know? <laughs> I'm I'm actually <laughs> hoarse from, from all the honking I've been doing. I'm just going to let
2: this go for a little while. (laughs)
1: Uh.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Uh, Our weekends are precious time, and I'm just wasting all of our minutes. (laughs) (laughs) We don't even have outtakes for the show, Chris.
0: (laughs) No, this is just for me. This is just for me and you.
2: (sighs) trying to get complicated over here.
0: Trying to
1: get honk complicated. Nope, complicated. All right, there's that. I think I just finished the
0: the third puzzle of this,
1: mm-hmm.
0: of of honk game. Um, the second one I remember is that's in the shop where you like honk at the little kid and make him <laughs> you lock him in places, which is horrible. Is and then, that's where I stopped playing. Yeah. Okay, I just did the one right after that. That's what I did this morning. Yeah,
2: I I got to that city and I tortured that nerd and then I quit. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. I keep getting stuck on like the final puzzle of each thing, and thinking like, what, do, what am I gotta do? What do I-? You gotta think outside the box. That's what you gotta do. You gotta honk outside the box. Let's see if I can
1: go this way. <laughs> oh, <Jesus Christ>. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh my
1: God! <laughs> It's
0: my two favorite games in one. Now I want you to take the opening cutscene of Final Fantasy VIII and just edit <laughs> not only hawks but just geese He's into everywhere. it. Geese everywhere, just geese. Because there's Jeremy. I don't know if you've watched the intro to Final Fantasy VIII, but there are yeah. so many feathers everywhere. There's feathers just on every this, screen, man. This aesthetic visual effect that they did—they throw feathers all over everything. It's they're down feathers. They're geese feathers. Oh, dude.
2: Yeah, uh, I played. I'm, I don't think I'm out of the tutorial. I
0: played it. Uh... I met a oh, girl eventually.
2: and like took her somewhere, like her downstairs to look at the okay. school
0: met, thing. That yeah. was selfie. Yeah, tutorial. Yeah. Final Fantasy VIII sucks ass. <laughs>
2: um, but I, I, I was trying to. I was thinking this was going to be my gym game, and it uh, is very uncomfortable to play the switch while you're trying yeah. to run. So
1: yeah,
2: you know um, the the only thing we can do, Chris, is
1: what? Okay. Oh, <laughs> <Very good. laughs> <Jesus. laughs>
0: Keeps cutting out every few minutes, and then like, or every like few seconds, <laughs> like the music cuts out, and then there's just a honk. What if we do?
2: Uh, um, let's try this. Oh my God.
1: Same,
0: same. Indeed, riding off into the sunset, but they've got a goose in their back seat. <laughs>
1: Oh Jesus,
2: I didn't know you could just you could just hit the letters on this like they're all assigned like uh keys on a keyboard and you can just hit them at the same time and
1: stuff happens <gasps> <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> All right,
0: <clears throat> we need to we need to do an entire hunk based um <laughs> monster <laughs> of the week episodes so that we can actually use outtakes and stuff oh man, that is too goddamn funny. <laughs> It's remarkable how funny a good honk. <laughs> me and me and Dylan mean. used to honk at each other in like high school. Okay, I can't. It was like I did this this honk that was just not what a goose sounds like. It was like it had a little tail on the end, and that's it was a little tail that always did did the work. Geese, they just do is a solid honk, just a honk, not a quack. It's not a question. It's not a follow up. But that's how I always honked at him and always made him laugh. Oh man. I love a good honk. You love a good honk. You just gotta, you gotta live for it.
2: Hey, give me one second, okay? Okay.
1: Do, 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 do. Here, I'll. Uh, you can do
0: that. <laughs> well, I'm, well, I'm doing this real quick. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> well, what? Where'd it go? I lost it. Cut out! Oh, no, there it is. It's back. It cuts. It cuts out pretty frequently. Wait, not a honk. Wait, Jeremy. We go. Uh, oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> Those are some anguished
1: hogs.
2: You maybe just use
0: <laughs> just keep your like half cut off hogs every few seconds oh, there's that flute came back the flute came back oh now it's gone it sounds okay um what i want you to do mm-hmm. is take that um torn video that we made
2: Okay, and just do the same thing but with but it's just hawks. Oh, just
0: hawks. <laughs> okay, just hawks. Bold, <laughs> bold choice. He's just listening to honk sounds <laughs> Um. All right. Are we on loudly crying? Okay.
2: Yeah, I think it's 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 my go.
0: Hello. Hello. Uh, hello, this is Chad speaking.
2: Uh, I'm sorry, I don't I don't deal with Chads. You got to get the fuck I out thought of here. Uh, I heard
0: you were looking for Chad. Nope. This is
2: Chad. Not looking for Chad. Sorry, we're
0: looking for a different Chad.
2: You're. Uh, I don't know if this guy listens to this podcast, but I recently dissed Chad on um, Days of Future Cast. I just said like you never meet a guy like anybody cool named Chad. And this dude DM'd me on Slack and was like, my brother's name is Chad. And he's abnormally tall for our family. But he's totally normal. And I'm like, I don't know what any of this means, my dude. <laughs> that,
0: ha- that has to have been a pretty... This, the, chat, the chat in question can't be normal because they're related to somebody who felt the need to type that out to you. And that's not normal. Exactly. None yeah. of that makes sense whatsoever. <laughs> DMing a stranger, a stranger some absolutely mundane bullshit. That's not normal.
2: Oh, man. And if he does listen to this podcast, then I'm, I'm sorry. Um, also, I think, his, sorry. I think his name is weird. Todd. So I, I just hopefully he doesn't listen to Thinking Face, because I think we dissed some uh, Todds on Thinking Face recently.
0: Whatever, man. Anyway, Am I co- I'm Chad 2008, but you might be looking for my, uh, my dad, Chad.
2: I'm not looking me, for any Chad. Me chads. and my,
0: my, um, my dad, Chad, get confused with each other all the time.
2: So you have your Chad I'm Jr.? I'm Chad
0: 2008. What's that? Your
2: Chad Jr.? No, I'm Chad. 2008. Does that mean you were born in 2008? Are you 11? That's that's correct. <laughs> <laughs> do you play Fortnite?
0: You bet I do.
2: Uh, what character do you play?
0: Um, the, uh, the one with the mohawk.
2: Oh, 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 Chad. Wait, you play the Chad play. character in, in Fortnite? I play
0: Chad 2008.
2: Okay, okay. That's a little weird that she would play your own self, Chad.
0: I don't know. I don't. You don't. You make, don't you make your own character in Fortnite? I don't fucking no, man. I I've seen like because now it's like literally everywhere, but I've never seen anyone actually like play Fortnite before. All I know is that it is the most garish, ugly video game I've ever seen in my life. The style of it is is whack. It's gear whack. The way it doesn't even like to smile whack. whack. Us we're tight as fuck. Fuck um, yeah, dude. tight as us, hell. Like when you when you're. A gamer i think it's important for young gamers to be inspired by very cool games if you're a young gamer and you are playing bloodborne or dark souls you're gonna grow up and you're gonna be like you're gonna be a tight goth and you're gonna dress cool as fuck right Mm -hmm, uh mm -hmm. even even just simple ways it's gonna influence your style in some way shape or form if you're into final fantasy like me you wear a lot of leather even when it's hot out right um but if you're playing you know if you're obviously you play mario you're dressed like a plumber you're looking tight as fuck but if you play Fortnite, you're just going to be running around with your fucking stupid, I don't know, yellow shoes on looking like a damn fool.
2: I don't, I have no desire to learn anything about Fortnite. Like, I feel the same yeah, I way about, know. like, I, most I, things. I know so popular.
0: little about it that I can't even properly talk shit about
2: it. <laughs> I don't, I just know you have to, like, build a house
0: or something. Yeah. That's what I see I people doing to, all the time is building houses. And I don't I don't get to survive it. or something.
2: And here's the thing. I bet if I actually sat down and played that game, I'd be like, "Oh yeah, this is pretty cool. It's pretty tight. <laughs> I see why people are into this." Like, because I bet it's not I a one hundred percent
0: right. Wouldn't feel that way.
2: <clears throat> I don't know, man. Like, what th- sometimes like that's what happened to me with Overwatch i was so just not into overwatch i couldn't figure out why it was such a big deal and then w- there was a free weekend on ps4 and i was like well i don't got dick to do this weekend let's let's yeah. check it out and so i downloaded it and then like literally bought it the next monday because i was having so much fun with it so
0: yeah i hate that shit so it's not gonna work on me buddy
2: wow let's do a challenge let's do a fortnight challenge on you chris let's stream ourselves playing Fortnite and see who can last no august We'll, no, we'll, we'll I want to take
0: it to my grave that I've never played Fortnite. If they add Squall DLC, I'll get in there. But until then, I don't think so.
2: Uh, let's just let's, let's look it up. Fortnite Squall DLC. <laughs> Fortnite's in Battlelands. Uh, Snow Squall Glider Skin. On
0: BS, Snow Squalls are different.
2: I don't want to sign into Pinterest, y'all. Calm the fuck down. <laughs> Pinterest is
0: so aggressive about that.
2: I don't even know where this, this isn't even the thing that I was looking for. Fuck y'all off Pinterest.
0: I made a Pinterest like Hmm. 10 years ago. Yeah, I did too. Like that was the time to make a Pinterest. Yeah. I don't know what it, what the deal was, but like, I remember specifically I was rewatching Cowboy Bebop at the time. So I like pinned some like cool Cowboy Bebop images I found. And I got texts from both of my sisters telling me, what are you doing on Pinterest? You're doing it wrong. Like, that's not what you're supposed to. And I was like, all right. Sisters, thanks. See you I later. Deleted the app, but never used it again.
2: I'm out. I'm never gonna, never gonna bother with this stuff.
0: First yeah. of all, why do you feel the need to tell me this? Second of all, why am I doing it wrong?
2: Yeah, uh, uh, just unfollow if you don't like me. <clears throat> yeah. I don't, do you actually follow people in Pinterest? I don't actually know that.
0: I don't know. I have no idea. Yeah, I haven't. I I've always thought people just used Pinterest to like gather ideas and, and like themes and stuff. That yeah, yeah. Like. Create,
2: create mood boards.
0: Yeah. So that like when you're planning your wedding, you can like look at all the stuff that you've pinned like related to weddings, like okay, I like this, I like that, I can try to design something I don't that's my perception of what Pinterest is for.
2: Let's also let's talk about other social media networks that we don't really know yeah, about. Yeah,
0: this is this is grandpa yeah, yeah. I'm like you, you can tell I'm in a good mood. So I know, I, know, I, know, I
2: know you had a MySpace.
0: Uh-huh.
2: You had a live journal. Mm-mm. You did not have a live journal.
0: I had a li- I had a live journal written about me. which was weird i'm not even going to get into it yeah but no i never you have gone into that previously
2: if i remember correctly so yeah yeah. um Um, what other social media there was facebook
0: i had facebook yeah i don't you know i know there was like friendster before MySpace. yeah 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 i
2: remember friendster okay
0: i i don't think i had one i think that that was like i just missed out on that and i i got really into MySpace. um I was in uh, seventh, or eighth grade, I think, and I thought I was so fucking cool because I was like, "No, I'm not interested in getting a MySpace. Like, I'm t- like I'm just too cool." And one of my friends was like, "Bro, you're not too fucking cool. Get out of your get out of your head." Um, and he took a picture of me, a landscape picture of me wearing a, like a double XL Roroni Kenshin anime shirt. Uh, and he posted that shit up. He made me a profile. He was like, "Here you go, dude. Here's your profile picture." So this double XL anime shirt was just there for like two years because I couldn't figure out how to change it until I was in high school. Um MySpace was a weird time.
2: MySpace is a weird time. I never had a MySpace. My mom had a MySpace.
0: Yeah, that's how you know it's good. Uh, See, so you were you would have been you would have been in your twenties and it's just yeah. like you're not interested mm-hmm. in new social media at that time, like mm-hmm. you're living your life.
2: I was I was busy. I was um Yeah. Yeah, I was doing drugs and racing cars. Right.
0: Eighth, eighth grade, <laughs> anything but busy. People are commenting like, "Hey, cool profile." Comment back, and I comment back, "Hey, thanks."
2: What do you uh, <laughs> nowadays? If you're looking for a social network, like if you were like if another network came out, like a you know mm-hmm. something with n- no vowels and that were all consonants, uh, and and you were like evaluating that, like Mastodon, right? Mastodon came out. What would it yeah. take to get you to like jump ship from Twitter at this point? What's the one, what's know. what's the um, one thing?
0: I don't know. I, I kind of miss having a profile. Mm-hmm. That was fun. Like it felt like you on MySpace, you went to people's profiles and like looked at their stuff. Like I use Instagram and Twitter a lot, but that's that's you look at a feed. If there was less of a feed and more of like a a hub that you looked at. Mm-hmm. Um, this, this is Chris's
2: top like ten favorite things that he's doing right now.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um and over and over here, here is all the recent bullshit
2: to- but like right now this is what Chris is into. This is his top 10 right. things. Yeah.
0: Right. I don't know how you'd ever go back to a social media that didn't have a a feed and a constant update because then like what would you be doing? Yeah. Um but I do sort of miss that aspect of of MySpace. Was actually like I I'm only realizing this right now, but you went to people's profiles and you like kind of got to know them by doing that. Obviously there was a lot of like, you know, creeping on people you went to school with and like seeing what they're up to and um there was less interaction that way, but the interactions always felt like really fun. And I made weird, like weirdly made friends on there. Um, who- we would just like talk about anime or whatever. Cause I only knew one person in real life, Steve, who who liked that stuff. Um, so it was cool to, in a very like tepid way, mm-hmm. interact with people that way, even just going to profiles and be like, Oh, this profile is cool. This person set, set it up really cool. And you had to like edit the like, HTML shit. Um, and just seeing what people were able to do with their profiles and, like, what kind of stuff they were into. And then just like, oh, I'm just going to friend this person because they have cool stuff in their profile. I had a super limited, like, experience with MySpace, though. Because, um, I mean, I, there, was all, there was all sorts of, like, follow trains and, like, the same kind of stuff that goes on on social media today. But I stayed away from all that. It was mostly just people I knew in real life that I was friends with.
2: Yeah, and now um, I have the weird problem of I don't want anybody on my Facebook that I don't know in real life, and I don't want anybody Mm -hmm. on my Twitter that I do know in real life. Exactly. My dad reads my Twitter and has mentioned that a couple of times, and I've been like, I don't... Like, what is there for you? Like, I don't, I stopped reading your Facebook a long time ago. Like, I mean, we could just talk like normal human beings if you want, but like, I can't imagine what kind of value anybody that knows me in real life would get out of my Twitter feed that complains to video game companies because they broke the sharing functionality of Dark Souls clone. (laughs) (laughs) Like, what are you doing? Why are you on my feed? I mean, I guess, I guess every once in a while I post a pet, but like none of my jokes would work for anybody I know in real life. Yeah. I don't even post a lot Um, of jokes.
0: My jokes barely work for people who follow me on Twitter, anyway. So, Um, yeah, I don't know. It's it's really hard to think of what kind of new social media would be interesting because I I do like the idea of a profile of people being individuals. Because right now it's a lot. It's all just like retweeting um, and using the same uh, tweet formats, I guess, for everything. Like, there's a lot of the same. I mean, I guess you call them memes, but I don't mean like retweeting like pictures and stuff like that. I just mean like the way that we express ourselves has all kind of been bottlenecked into a very similar way. Like, I do it, absolutely. Like, all, all of my tweets are kind of shaped around specific, attitu- specific attitudes and whatever, specific things that I think are funny because I see that kind of language and, and way of speaking on my timeline. So I, yeah. I just sort of copy that. Um, there, if there was a way to find a social media where you could interact with people but retain some of that individuality, I think that that would be cool. Um, because, yeah, I mean, I don't miss MySpace at all. It was a, it was a shit show. Um, but being able to go to somebody's profile and learn a little bit about them was kind of cool. Um,
2: we may have a problem here because Autumn just printed something from the other room. So, th- so the printer Uh-oh. might be going off right now. Oh, yeah, there it goes. I don't know if you'll be able to even hear it. It's kind of loud. I can't loud. even
0: hear it. can't even hear it. Hey, want to know uh, a cool a cool tidbit? Yeah. So I was, you know, yesterday we recorded and I, I sounded kind of gross. I don't know how I sound now but I felt like I was starting to get a little under the weather and I definitely am. Um, and I'm pretty sure that's because last week it was like 45 degrees. Right. Mm-hmm. And today currently right now it is 90 degrees. If that is a 45 degree difference that is, it has doubled in temperature ma in, in, a, in a span of like five days. That's fucked up, right?
2: That is extremely fucked up. Yes.
0: I think my body is reacting to it negatively.
2: Um, we were supposed to, there was, there was a thing going around on Facebook and like the Louisiana meme section, uh, of like oh we're getting a cold front it'll be september 25th <laughs> so everybody's been looking forward to september 25th which is you know wednesday right <laughs> and yeah. wednesday it's the lowest 68 and the high is the 89 <laughs> so i don't think the cold front yeah. is coming in yeah. and literally every other day past that is the same so i don't think the cold front is coming in
0: damn yeah next next week for me it looks like next monday we might hit back down to the 60s for a second but then it's back up to the high 70s and. Our world is burning. And I'm suffering for it. Yeah. I got I got the I got the titty sweat to prove it.
1: <laughs> the titty
2: sweat. Let's not let's not go there, Chris. This yeah. I'll be honest with you. That um that social media joke was just a really like I just thought you were going to say something funny and then we you actually like, started making rallied points and I assumed <laughs> that you were going to say like what about you Jeremy and I was just going to go like <laughs>
0: <laughs> But <laughs> I'm really bad at asking you <laughs> but, anything. But, I'm, a, I'm a terrible co-host.
2: You're not at all. No, you make interesting points and we go on different topics. Like, that's, that's, the, that's the value of a co-host. You're I not just, supposed to, like, ask the same question back and forth with each other.
0: I just ramble. I just ramble a lot. <clears throat> it,
2: it was just funny because I was, like, just waiting for an opportunity just to... Just waiting for ah! that honk. <laughs> and it just never
0: happened. You could have been honking the whole time and I might not have even been able to hear it.
2: No, no, I made sure all of that worked before, so...
0: Okay, that's good, that's good. Um. Yeah. Uh, have you played more of the Goose game? No, I have not.
2: I put all of my time into The Surge, uh, which has one of the most extraordinarily difficult last levels that I've ever seen in my entire life. Uh, you hate
0: to see it. You hate to see it.
2: There's an enemy. So The Surge is all about weak points on enemies. So uh, you can see... Like, oh, hey, they have a weak arm or a weak leg or a weak head or a weak body. Um, I have all of those things. So if I was in the Mm -hmm. surge, all of my shit would be blue, which signifies the weak color. Uh, Same. But you can specifically target those those limbs and then cut them off. And there's, like, cool animations for doing so. The animations changes depending on the weapon you're using, and it's all kinds of neat stuff. Um, There's an enemy at the end of the game that changes its weak point every time you hit it. Um, and it's got this really aggressive, um, it almost, it goes into like a T pose position and like twirls around like a Tasmanian devil and comes right at you. And, uh, like each, you could just, I have like 600 health at this point and I've had been almost drained by getting kind of stun locked with this thing. Um, and it does other attacks that are really difficult as well. And I just like, I got very, very frustrated with it.
1: Yeah, there's a second
2: there's does a does second something. enemy that's like this weird blob thing that shoots stuff at you and i don't know how to kill it i killed it killed one of them and it was the first time i ever fought it but now when i fight them i get them down to the last of their health and they just like refill their health i don't know what the fuck i'm supposed mm. to be doing here mm. um so it's just been a lot of me like running past enemies <laughs> to get to like news parts yeah. of the level which really sucks because it's not the way i want to play the game and, have
0: you tried looking up a uh, gamer guide?
2: You know it's it's I, I didn't want to look up I, I have in this game because there's been several points in this game where I've like I don't know where to go um, and one mm-hmm. of the answers to that was like oh you need to go back to the previous level that's why it loops you around to the beginning of this level and like ah. oh, that's interesting but like I just like if I, if I miss some sort of signposting on it that, I guess that's on me but it just wasn't very clear to me. Um,
0: that's how I um, I always was with Dark Souls 2 and bloodborne. yeah I would just I especially I think bloodborne never able to figure out where i'm supposed to go next so i would always have to be like all right i guess i'll look it up and then go into like the very first line of the walkthrough and be like all right this area starts here i'm like really okay i go back i'm like oh yeah i guess that's not just grass that's a whole area up there. yeah it's um
2: it's 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 good i'm like i'm, I'm I, it was so it, i got so frustrated with it though that i literally just um like i found a shortcut back to the second level and i think i'm on like the sixth level which i thought was kind of cool and it was like really organic because something the game does really well is like make you feel like you're exploring like this this actual place as opposed to a set of game levels um so i went back to the first of the first level and literally just like cleared a bunch of stuff out and found some secrets and did all this other stuff and did not finish the game like i wanted to yesterday so i was kind of bummed by that but i have not played the goose game even though i am currently obsessed with the
0: so. Yeah, I think it's only like probably like two hours long to do everything in Goose Game. So once you, uh, once you finish up The Surge, then you um, can kind of go through that pretty quickly.
2: I've got that. I've got that new Zelda. So I'm going to do that. Oh, yeah,
0: I want to get that. Yeah. I, I want to finish up a couple things because I'm getting Code Vein at the end of the week. Um, Are you donating so, blood to get it for free? What's that?
2: Are you donating blood to get it for free?
0: What is that? Was that a have you, not, have you not
2: seen this yet? Yeah, there's a blood bank in San Diego that they're partnering with uh, whoever the developer is. And like you go and you give blood and they give you a code for the game
0: that's interesting um but no i'm not doing that i just like i have liked um other games by that developer developer it's not going to be anything like bloodborne and people are not going to like it um because of that but i i know what i like generally so i'm gonna i'm gonna give it a shot um i do really want to play that zelda i'm not really the biggest zelda fan but uh, i like the uh little 2d the 3d ones you know like the top down whatever they're called i like those zeldas for some reason more than um like Ocarina of Time and all those ones.
2: I do too. I'm a I'm I'm way more of a 2D Zelda fan. Um, and when it comes to Mario's, I do not even play the 3D Mario's. Yeah. Like I'm, yeah. I'm I've, I've apparently have bad Mario opinions. But uh, have you have you ever played uh, Link's Awakening at all?
0: No, I've played um, I played Link to the Past. I don't think I ever finished it. I always thought I beat it, but looking back, I don't think I did.
2: Um, well, and, you probably did the thing that everybody um, does, which is like get to Ganon and like beat it, and then you're like, oh, th- this game is only two hours long, and then like, oh wait, there's a yeah. dark world. <laughs> okay, now this. I makes rented
0: sense. the uh, I rented the the Game Boy Advance version from GameFly, and my memory is playing Link to the Past while waiting outside of Target for the Wii. <laughs> um, but anyway, and I played that, and I played um, uh, Link Between Worlds, the one on 3DS.
2: Yeah. I like that one a lot. But
0: as far as the ones in those style, that's those are the only ones i played. Because, I mean, again, I'm not the biggest Zelda guy, so um, I'm pretty limited on, on them. But I really like Link Between Worlds, so, and just the art style and everything for Link's Awakening looks awesome. And everybody keeps describing it like it's Twin Peaks. I don't know what that means, and I don't think I want to, but I've, I like that idea.
1: Yeah,
2: it's, uh, I don't know, I, I guess Twin Peaks, like it's definitely got a weird vibe to it. I remember playing it um, and playing it after, um, you know, linked to the past and like just thinking like this is fucking weird like why are there chain mm-hmm. chomps in this like what what is happening what what game is yeah. this this is this very so it does have like a very strange vibe to it i've never really uh given majora's mask a shot but that was like the weird 3d version that everybody goes to for that kind of thing uh i've, I've heard that kind of has a similar vibe but majora's mask is a little bit darker but uh, yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, i'm looking forward to playing that i bought it even though I have not touched it, which was kind of dumb, because the game is fucking $60 for a remake mm-hmm. of a Game Boy game, which is That's what crazy. I did with
0: Control, because that's a lot I like about Control, but I can't go in the right direction ever in that game. Um, so I haven't, I haven't played it. Every time I pick it up, I realize I walk into the wrong area, I finally circle back to where I'm supposed to be, and then I die, and then I get through the area after uh, 25 minutes of dying on the same spot. And then I turn it off for the night and I go, okay, that was uh, cool. And then I don't want to play it anymore. Yeah. I really want like that game to get its hooks in me, but it, it hasn't yet. And then Final Fantasy VIII came out and I played through that and I've just been distracted since.
2: Yeah, I, um, I, I started Final Fantasy VIII. I, I might get back to that, but I, I might not. Like, I don't know. Um,
0: it's the beginning of that is so uh, rough. Uh, like, listening to them, like, explain all the tutorial, like, the junctioning. Like, I I've, don't know if I've ever listened to all of it. I just mashed Triangle until the... the menu closes and then i'm like i'll figure it out on my own thanks which is why it took me from ages eight to ten to finally figure out what to do
2: <laughs> sure yeah i um I, I realized my mistake was buying that on the switch because i i was thinking at the time like oh i can like hook the gym up and like do 45 minutes of cardio and play some final fantasy eight like that'd be perfect um but number one like it it's really really hard to pay to play switch games on yeah. while you're like running yeah. um and then also like the thing that you and i talked about which was like getting together and streaming and talking about final fantasy 8 while i play it or you play it or whatever like i can only do that on ps4 so like i can't do that mm-hmm. on the switch mm-hmm. which makes like now I, either I, now i'm looking at like should i buy the game again <laughs> so i and the off chance chris and i do that and just play it yeah. on the, from the comfort of my couch well, or <laughs> cross
0: that bridge when we get to it like yeah would say. yes um I've been playing Final Fantasy Nine. I don't know if I talked about this on the podcast already or not. Um I could have talked about it last week for all I know. But yeah, I mean I I, I never played nine. Um despite the fact that I played and loved seven, VII, eight, and ten, like all within a really short period of time. But nine, I just like for whatever reason, I rented it like once and thought, meh, this is okay. Um But I, I totally, completely love just about everything about this game now. And I can't believe that it's taken me twenty years to get to it, considering how much I love Final Fantasy, um. So that's been taking up most of my time, my, my gamer time, the last like week and a half.
2: Going back to uh, Control, I've I've like people were super excited when that game came out, and uh, I've it's been remarkable how fast people have cooled on it. Like uh, there's apparently mm-hmm. some. Uh, there's been some discourse about difficulty and things like that, uh, but there's also just like, you know, these combat sections aren't good. Like you guys are building this perfect world and like maybe do anything besides have me shoot stuff in it. Like this is the best. Yeah. So, I, um, I-, be I don't like
0: feeling disappointed. I don't like or, like admitting that I'm disappointed or, or feeling like I wasted my money mm-hmm. because it is a very cool game. Um, but yeah, I, all of that you just said is, is, is spot on. And like I said earlier, my problem is that I keep going in the wrong direction and I don't know why. Um, There is a map that you can look at. It tells you where to go, but there's no like nothing on screen. There's no like mini map on screen to show where you're going. And normally I wouldn't feel like I needed something like that. But you're in these strange industrial or office settings, I guess. And everything is very samey and everything looks like great. But I just never feel like I'm going in the right direction. And I just lose interest because I'm like, oh, I just ran all the way back to this first area. And now I realize that that was the wrong direction to go. I'm going to teleport back to where I just was and then go, you know, I'm repeating myself now. But yeah, I am having a a difficulty navigating and then just a little bit of difficulty with the combat, just enough to kind of put me off after getting lost. So if I wasn't getting lost, I think I'd I'd feel a little bit better about um, where the combat was at. But the combination of the two has kind of kept me cooled.
2: Yeah, I can I can definitely see that. I've, I've also heard, like, the mini-map is, or the map in the game is fucking atrocious and bad, so. Yeah,
0: you open it, and, like, the game doesn't pause or anything. It just, like, it goes over the screen, um, and you can, like, still move around and stuff while the map is open. Which I guess, maybe I should use that, but then I wouldn't be able to see anything else
2: yeah it's one of those things of like uh it's, it reminds me of the batman thing where you give me like mm-hmm. the di- or even the witcher and witcher vision or hunter vision like we joke about the, on the podcast all the time of like if you give me the thing that lets me see stuff that i can't see normally i am going to be more inclined to just walk around with that button held down <laughs> all the yeah. time in case yeah. i miss anything so you know if i have to have your giant ass map on the screen to be able to figure out where to go then you have not done a good job
0: yeah. um, um do you want to so- do, do a podcast Yes, I'm gonna do it. Let's let's do it. Oh my god, let's do it. Let's let's honk this shit up, man. I'm gonna honk it up.
2: I'm just gonna. I'm gonna keep it going until you tell me to stop, Chris. I'm gonna make you I, make me stop. All right, we gotta stop. Okay. What if I? What is this? What what if we do this again?
0: No. <laughs> god.
2: Uh, yeah, that's good.
0: Do you have specifically keyed up? honks to match with the music i
2: don't no i do not no that's that's these are two separate sound files that just happen to go really well together
0: (laughs) they feel like they work out pretty well yeah Mm -hmm.
2: Uh, all right let me find my notes this is a good episode yeah this is a really good episode
1: Oh!